The warmest of greetings to you, and welcome to Happily Ever Teaching! In this podcast, we help you enthrall your learners in every subject under the sun using the best teaching method known to science, storytelling. To do this, we feature special guest educators who are passionately keen for your children to become amazing and successful human beings. I am storyteller Chip Cahoon, and with me this week is... Victoria Bono. I am a year four teacher in a large junior school on the South Coast, and I am the host of the podcast Tiny Voice Talks. And I'm Helen. I'm a teacher currently in a mixed reception year one class, um, teaching in Buckinghamshire. And today we are discovering what art your young learners can create with a stupendously silly folktale from Russia. You can listen to the story by downloading our sister podcast, Fables and Fairy Tales, or search our website, epictales.co.uk, for The Fish in the Forest. There you'll find a video of me telling the story that you can share with your children. And if you sign up as an epic educator, you'll also get a copy as an ebook or paperback illustrated by the magnificent Mario Coelho, as well as the full audiobook for you to download at any time. There are even some tips there for telling the story yourself and a whole heap of resources to go with the lesson ideas we're about to discuss, as well as extra lesson ideas that we maybe didn't have time to fit into this podcast. Right now, though, let's continue our discussion with Helen and Toria here. And, well, I, I said we're, we're looking at art today. We're kind of going back to art because you've already mentioned uh, Norman Rockwell earlier in this podcast series, Toria. Was it um, for our PSHE that you first introduced him? Yeah, I think this image of Norman Rockwell's is a really powerful one for exploring the idea of gossip. Mm. But then, you know, what we touched on in that PSHE um, episode was how children could replicate that but actually bring it up to date modernize it and what I thought was you know all too often we'll pick up you know pencils and paper but actually what about photography you know could we actually photograph images and actually put them together in the way that Norman Rockwell did because he had basically images of two people gossiping and then Mm. he put them together so you had a whole collage of people gossiping and I thought what would be fabulous is if you had a whole class collage and you know feel free to do what you like with this you know listeners but my thinking was that I would actually get every child to take different pictures of pairs and then I'd create a whole class collage of different pairs Mm. gossiping and I was thinking mobile phones but actually I would go with wherever my children led me with regards to what that looked like in the modern Mm. day because you know I know that you can gossip over games so you know whenever they're playing Fortnite or whatever Mm -hmm. I know that they gossip when they're doing that they've got their little chat boxes yeah yeah Yeah. so how would that look so that was my first thought with art could this move a little towards a sort of computing project as well if they are mm, making absolutely. those compositions because if, if it was if, if you did include some of the sort of computer art skills then it will obviously depend on the software that you have but it might even be possible to incorporate things like video um, and animation i know you can you can put like little clips of an activity um, and then resize it so that you have different clips 
you know, playing at the same time next to each other, you could really update Norman Rockwell's art, not just in terms of the the content, but also the presentation. Absolutely. And I think, you know, we've been doing a lot about images in computing in year four. So I think that would be a perfect link. I really do. We could absolutely do use that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good thinking, Chip. That'd be a good link. <laughs> then I was looking for images of gossip and I came up with pop art. And pop art, there are so many fabulous images of gossip. And I know year <laughs> six across curriculum wise, they look at pop art. And it's absolutely fantastic for images of gossip and then really creating their own. You know, how would they actually create their own image of gossip? There are so many different images out there to use as springboards for children to to think about and then you know where would they go with theirs yeah. um, just as you're talking Tori I'm looking at some of these images they're that, fabulous and, aren't they they're so they're so interesting the normal yeah. Rockwell one it's so much you could get out of that just mm. from a, um, almost from a reading point of view mm. yeah from them reading the image and making inferences and finding out what's going yeah. on and then I'm just looking at the pop art one and and it's incredible mm. um and just thinking from um like reading people's expressions their facial yeah. expressions yeah there's so much value in this, having a look at what's happening, the images, yeah. reading their facial expressions. And then in children's own artwork, can they replicate those facial expressions? Because actually that's quite a skill mm, um, yeah. to draw someone's face in whatever style, in, in the pop art style, if that's the theme that we're we're on at the moment. Actually showing that expression in a face I think is a really valuable skill to teach the children and a brilliant one for this project. Yeah in fact I was listening to a BBC program that Michael Rosen presents called Word of Mouth I don't know if you folks have, have heard of that one obviously as a storyteller love that show <laughs> um, and one of the recent episodes they were talking about um, the language um, that is used to describe faces and how inadequate right. it is. We, mm. we have you know very basic language language for um, describing facial expressions that doesn't convey the nuance behind a mm. facial expression. You know, we, we can say smile, but we have to load it with all sorts of adjectives to distinguish it between, you know, a smile of joy or a smile yeah. um, of sarcasm. So, uh, yeah. and then, you know, the, the idea that you can't really describe someone's face accurately with words. If you try to, and then present people with um, a whole range of different pictures with similar faces, they will not be able to identify, you know, someone in a lineup yeah. based on a, a, mm. a textual description alone. So it's so important to help children um, consider the visual side of facial expressions and how that can be captured in art, because it's probably the only way we can accurately capture it. Yeah, we got yes. we got photos now which can help. But yeah, being able to to copy that in other representations, really, really valuable. Really is. I remember watching an illustrator once actually teaching children about drawing people's expressions. Yeah. And he was talking about okay. when someone looks surprised, which they often do in the gossip pop arts, he said yeah. to think of the mouth and the eyes as going, oh. Mm. Because they make that sort of O shape. So the eyes are quite wide like an O and the mouth is quite wide like an O. 
And I, I, I've always remembered that. I thought, oh, that's a really good tip yeah. Yeah. to try and remember. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for bringing this one and, and all of the resources that we're able to pop into the sheet for Epic Educators, because I think it's probably one of the most colourful sheets that we've ever had. <laughs> 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 now, I do have one more random art one, but it is very random. Well, this is a random story, so so it's we're prepared for that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I just sort of thought, if I gave children some Elastia Bands, paper clips, and blue tack, how would they represent gossip as a sculpture? Ooh, what made you choose those particular <laughs> items? I have no clue. <laughs> I was just thinking, are they linked to like the fish and the sausages? <laughs> but they, no, I don't know. For some reason, they popped into my head and I thought, oh, because in a sense, I suppose the connectivity of an elastic band, yeah. two people, mm. blue tack, I don't know. I, d I don't quite know why I chose those three items, but what I was interested in was what would a gossip sculpture look like mm. two children mm. would, would, would they just use the blue tack and create two people talking mm. would they use the paper clips and use the elastic band and see that as a medium between the two but that as i say it's entirely random it's about as random as you get but i run an art club in school sometimes and and what i find is when i throw out really random ideas to children like that they don't even think they're entirely random and they pick them up mm. and they completely run with them and what i get back is absolutely phenomenal of course well it's allegorical thinking is you know an absolutely vital skill for making it through life because you know even again coming back to the discussion that michael rosen was having talking about language one of the points that he made was that yeah, as as a scientist that there is no way of using language that does not have bias of some kind the very mm. words that you choose are always going to have some kind of bias there so um, being able to think allegorically allows you also to pick up on um, those sorts of hidden meanings within language, within sculpture, within um, any kind of form of expression that people are using. So that, that's a, not, not random at all. There's a brilliant kind of nice. experiment to share with your children. Yeah, using experiment just in the, the context of an, an art subject as well. That's mm. really brilliant blending of the curricula. <laughs> sadly all we have time for today folks if you'd like to talk to us about anything you've heard in this podcast or if there's a subject you're soon to teach that you'd like us to cover you can find us on social media using at teach happily or leave us a review using your favorite podcast app please also share this podcast with your colleagues and help us start a story-led revolution in classrooms around the world so children everywhere can learn in a way that's effective memorable and enjoyable all at the same time Tomorrow, the farmer and his wife will help us teach history. But right now, it only remains for us to say cheerio, and we hope to hear your story soon. So, cheerio! cheerio. And, and we, we hope, hope to hear, hear your, your story, story soon! soon.